Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in for Straight Talk with Dr. Sharmi Pratt. I am your host, Dr. Sharmi Pratt, and in the studio with me today, I have Miss Yvonne Lopez. Hello, Yvonne. How are you? Hi, hi, Sharmi. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing good. Thank you. And listen, I want everyone out there to know you are in for another amazing podcast. We are going to be talking about domestic violence from the eyes of a pastor. Mitch Yvonne is Pastor Yvonne Lopez. And so we're going to talk about her journey, her story, and her victories. Again, her journey, her story, and her victories. And so, Miss Javon, as we before we get into all of these details about your journey, your story, and your victory, I want you to take a moment and kind of just tell the people who you are and what you're doing these days. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I am. I was born and raised in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, it's called. It's a place where it's called Argentina. Everybody knows is no it's known. So um I am a mother and I have uh five children biological and I have five I mean four still children and then I have eight grandchildren. I have two of my own and then six others that are my husband. But we have a joined in family and a huge family. I am a uh, high school graduated graduate out of ten uh, family members, so I'm the first to go to graduate and to go to college. So I'm very proud of that. I say that a lot because it means a lot to me because it was a struggle to get there. <laughs> so um, I am a pastor. I pastor a church. I'm a senior pastor at Urgent Care for the Brokenhearted Church in Armadale, Kansas City, Kansas. Um, yeah, and then just that's where everything began to start when I was younger, when I began to get into a uh, uh, domestic violence relationship. So, you want me to go ahead and just start there? I can begin to start where um, it began. Yes, go ahead. So, go ahead and just share your heart. Go ahead, Miss. Okay. Well, um, I w- when I first got in a relationship, I was 17 years old, and I became pregnant when I was 18. But mind you, I got in a relationship with a man that was 10 years older than me. So um, you, you can pretty much think that I, I didn't know too much about anything, pretty much. So he pretty much uh, made decisions for me. He controlled pretty much everything. So it pretty much started there where the uh, domestic violence came in. Um, he was an alcoholic um, and he was abusive. I That was the man that I gave five children to um i kept hoping and praying that he would change but it would never um change and and each time i would just i would face death with him um i can remember a time that um we were arguing and my i can remember my mom was in the house and uh as we began to fight there was a window that he had already broken and i guess he didn't remember it and him being so intoxicated that um he was about to shove my my neck into the uh my throat into that glass and i can remember the point going right to it because it, it it pinched it where if he just shoved it it i i would i wouldn't be here today speaking on your podcast so just to know that there was so many um 
uh, signs that were shown that I didn't even didn't even bother to um, to notice them. I just kept sweeping it under the rug. Um, I felt helpless because, mind you, I'm 18 years old, and you know, being with him, I didn't. And, and matter of fact, I didn't get even out of that relationship until I was like 30. So I stood in that relationship and and with abuse for for many years because, for one, I never got to know my worth. For and the second is that um, he he was older than me. You know, he was older than me. So I I believe that. Um, I had a relationship with my father, but it wasn't something that was, um, the love part wasn't there. Um, so I guess I kind of leaned on, uh, this older man to be that, you know, to love me and to, um, to have that family that I wanted. Cause we, as in my family, we didn't have that. There was a lot of drinking and, um, you know, things like that. So I didn't have that as a child. So I, I, maybe that's the impression that I, that I found in him being older, but it was a big mistake because it was, it was a lot of mind controlling. I began to believe what he said I was. He always told me, spoke over me that I was stupid. Um, I was, I would never be no, but I would never be nothing that no one would ever want me with all these kids. You know, that continuing um, things that, that men tell you to control you. So it didn't, it didn't stop with that. I ended up um, finally deciding to leave him. I, and I can remember I left him on Valentine's Day and I tried to hurry because um, I knew I, in that relationship with him, I had already been in abusive um, uh, shelters. I had gone to shelters. I had gone to counseling. I did everything possible because I wanted out. So I, I was trying to figure out, I went to a, a therapist. I was trying to figure out, is this me? What is wrong with me? Why am I staying in this this messed up, you know, relationship, knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm allowing my kids to see this abuse. And, um, and oh, let me, yes, I, this is very important, too, because I, I really want to get, to get this across. When we stay in an abusive relationship and we have children, they, we think that it doesn't, you know, uh, impact them or it won't, it, it won't bother them at all but it truly really does, it bothers them. And I can remember me being so broken as a child and then getting into that relationship, I end up like pretty much leaving my kids and running away from it. So I would go and leave my kids and leave him, leave them there with him while he was drunk, you know? And then when I would come home, uh, they would try to hide me. He'd be drunk, so they would hide me because they would know that he would, be, he would start hitting on me. So they would hide me in the closet, you know, and things like that. So it went on for years. So I finally, then when I suddenly, I finally got, got enough courage. I, I used all the tools that I learned from the shelters and things like that. And I left him on Valentine's Day. And I can remember that day. Uh, I had the truck loaded up. I had everything loaded up. And here he comes walking up, up to the house. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to do this? And he was like, where are you going? And I was like, I didn't even want to talk. I just, just jumped in the car and I was gone. So there I went. I, I had already had everything into place. I'd already had a, um, uh, a new house I was getting into, um, things like that. I had all that set up. But, but you would think that would be the end of it. But no, that was just the beginning of a cycle of abuse. So 
I got into my house and uh, everything was good. Um, I went to college. I, I actually went into college because I was going to go into um, to be a nurse. So I was uh, I was going to church at that time. Everything was good. Um, started off good, and, and so I ended up getting into another relationship. I got into another relationship, but this man was a lot younger than me. He was like I was like ten years older than him. So it, it was reversed. So I got in the relationship, but he was a much bigger guy. He didn't, you know, much bigger act. So that it started again. It was good for the beginning. Um, I don't know how it just it happened, but it, it happened because when we're used to being with somebody for years, and mind you, with my first husband, I was with him for years. So it was easy for me just to slide into another relationship because, you know, not having nobody around so like you don't you're not going to get anybody else and um it, it it just was easy so i got in that relationship and it started um i stopped i stopped going to school um we started drinking and partying and things like that i mind you i still had my kids and they started seeing that that's what i was about and they didn't really want to stay with me they wanted to they'd rather go with their dad and he was an alcoholic so i knew things would really really bad then and the signs were there um this man he he did the same thing being a larger guy he picked me up by my hand by my throat and would hold me up for a second and i literally tried i'd pass out you know from him choking me um throwing me into closets not letting me out you know and i put up with this stuff and 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 it goes by so fast where you're not even realizing you get so deep into it that you don't even realize you're in it. You're, it's like it, you're in this dream. Like, where did I get, where did I get here? How did I get here? And before you know it, it was, um, I was in the hospital. I was on life support. Um, you know, he beat me pretty bad. So I was in the hospital, um, went through that and finally got the courage again. This was for years. I stood with him probably about for, eight years I wasn't married to him it was just someone I let move in and you know so I stood with him about for eight years so I dealt with that for eight years abuse some the verbal abuse the physical abuse you know just I just thought that's what I deserved I didn't deserve any anything else but that so anyways I decided to um get courage again and I got out of that relationship I, I I knew my tools. I knew to get another place. I knew to get out of there in safety. Mind you, you, you would think, okay, you know all these tools. Why aren't you using them? And why are you going back to these patterns? So I got out of it, got another house. Everything was good. I went back to school again. Um, I got further in my nursing. And there comes uh, another gentleman. Um, so I let him into my life. And uh, he was one that, I couldn't get rid of the first day I met him. He literally did not go away. And me not even not seeing signs, not thinking about it. You just don't think about it. That's why it's so crucial that you have to sit back and think about what am I doing? You know, so I got in that relationship and um, there were signs that were shown. And these signs are, you know, kind of, kind of really detailed, but I, I want you, I want to share this because we don't deserve this. We don't deserve things that happen to us like this. And if it is shown in the beginning, 
then it, you have to get out. It's not worth it to stay in it because it's only going to lead to um, destruction or even death, you know. So uh, I met him. Uh, it was good in the beginning. Um, I didn't realize that he was an alcoholic. Uh, I, I, my children had shown me one day they had picked up, like I'm telling you, a big trash bag of vodka bottles. They they brought it to me and they was like, this was, now these are the signs I'm seeing. Um, they were like, mom, you know, this guy must have a problem. You know, look at, these are what we, we found in the yard. They're hitting everywhere. And I'm like, oh, that's not his, you know, it's okay. But so I ignored that sign. And then there was another sign. I was already going to, I was already in um, some classes dealing with um, um, NA. I was in NA and AA. I was just going to any support group to, you know, just trying to find myself what I, what, what is, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And um, so we end up getting married. <laughs> we end up getting married. But the sign before I got, we married him, uh, I had pulled up, I had, I didn't have a ride from one of my groups, uh, my NA groups. So this gentleman gave me a ride. He gave me a ride and, um, I, I, he, we pulled up to the front of my house and mind you, he was, he was already hiding. He was hiding, uh, like a block up. I didn't even know he was there at my house. And the, the gentleman told me, you know, we were just talking for a little bit. I said, bye, you know, we said, and the minute I turned around, there was he, he was right there. And I was like, what are you doing? And then, so I got out of the car and I told him, because he started saying, cussing at the other guy. And and I had not seen this part of my husband at all. You know, before he was my husband, I didn't see this this side of him. So he was cussing and I told the other gentleman that gave me a ride. I said, go ahead and leave. I said, just leave. I said, because I I don't know what's going on. So he left. And then um, I had, I, I had a skirt on. And I had I had this little shirt on. It was covered. My my skirt wasn't really high, you know. It was it was decent. But um, he started uh, yelling at me and you know calling me all these names that I was this, I was that. You can just imagine the horrible names that were called. And then um, he just took his hand and just took his fingers and just shoved them up me. And he wanted to see if I had sex. And you know, this was a sign that I was, I was more in shock, like, what is going on here? And then um, he had pushed me, like, at least two feet. I, I Mind you, I, I was little, and he was, he was a lot bigger, and I could just remember myself just pushing, him pushing me so far, and I fell down, I hurt, you know, hurt my back, and it was like, um, I just began to scream, and I just said, you need to leave, I'm going to call the police, I'm going to call the police. So he left, and it, it's very, I know it sounds very disturbing. Like, why would you stay? Why would you even stay in this? But when you don't know your worth and you don't, you don't, you just don't love yourself and, and things like that. I stood in that and I end up marrying the guy. I married the guy the same day I married this man. It was like, God was showing me signs. Don't do this. Don't do this. My friend's tire got flat. The tire was flat. We couldn't make it to the courthouse. It was like, um, it was just terrible. There was a lot of things that were happening when we would even get to the courthouse. We stopped at the liquor store before we even went in to get married. I knew that was a big no-no. So here we are, both buzzed up, both getting married in the courthouse. So after we leave, after we're married, everything, we go back to the house. We have this little get-together. I get intoxicated. He gets intoxicated. All I remember the next thing I know that, I, 
I left and I, I woke up in jail. That's all I remember. It was like, it was terrible. It was a terrible night. The, the night was terrible. So I ended up getting out of jail. Um, I came home. Uh, it just all began there. That's the, it, it, there's the abuse began. It began. Mm. It was terrible. It was, um, I was mocked. I was, as I began to, um, I, I would pray and he would go around me and I would speak in tongues and he would just mock me and, 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 um, just, you know, so... just say all them horrible names to me. And it, and it was hard. And then, um, it, nothing stopped me from getting out of it. It was like, I began to feel sorry for him. I wow. began to uh, feel that I needed to take care of him because he was mm -hmm. an alcoholic. So listen, Where this let me ask you a question because you have shared so much with us within the last, I don't know, just uh, 15 minutes or so. You have shared a lot. And one of the things that I began to un to see is the pattern that took place because you started with one abusive relationship, then you went into another one. And then after that, when you married someone that was like your living regular abuser, and you yeah. said you stayed in there for eight years. And so what I'm hearing you say now is I believe that I needed to take care of him, right? And mm -hmm. I want to ask you this question because all of the people that I have spoken with just about um, domestic violence, um, everybody is saying one key thing, and that was they didn't understand their worth. They didn't realize who they were or what was on the inside of them or just the fact that they had low self-esteem about themselves. Um, mm -hmm. And so as I hear you just share this story, which is like, wow, because you went from this abuser to that abuser to that abuser. And I'm quite sure many of people that are in abusive relationships that they go from one abuser to the next abuser to the next abuser. But yeah. nevertheless, you went into talking about the concept of I was going to get help. I, I went to, to different meetings. I went to counseling. I went to this and I went to that. And so you were seeking out help and still returning yeah. to your abuser. You mm -hmm. were seeking help to get yourself together, but then yet you will go and return to your abuser. So can you take a few moments and just tell us about that? You know, the concepts of seeking help and listen, I already know you guys, we're not going to just be able to have one round of this because she is sharing uh pastor is low. Um, Pastor is literally sharing her journey as she walked through these different phases and different steps. So we're going to have to come back and understand her victory. Uh, but you begin to walk through all of these particular things and then you will go home to return to your abuser after you will seek out the help. Like how? Yes. Just tell us about that process, like your mental conception of I'm seeking help, but then I go to talk to my abuser. When you went back to go to counseling or different things like that, did you even talk about those particular things that was taking place in your household? To the counselor? Yes. 
yes, I told them, and they and they are the ones that they are the ones that told me, you know, the 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 tools to use to get out safely. And and mind you, uh, when I did leave the, the relationship, I got out safely, but I still also returned back to the same pattern. And the and even when I did, I still returned to the abuser. Some of those things we don't we don't like to tell the therapist, but we go right back. Mm-hmm. Whether they say it or not, we go back to that. We go back to that abuse until you can, it, your mind mentally can get right, and you really can get out of that that merry-go-round and get off that that merry-go-round that you're constantly going on and sit and really think what's going on with me. It, you will continue to. It it, it is a. It, it feels like it's a. Um, you would think you're you're mentally disturbed. Mm-hmm. You know, because why would you do that? But inside, there was still something that was missing, Charnay. There was something that was a void inside me. And whether, whatever it was, I was getting that from that abuse. Wow. I was getting that from that abuse. Wow. And yes, and there is so much more to a, a lot of things than, than on my journey, a lot of it. Ooh. But there was something that I was getting out of that, that I felt that I, I need it, but it wasn't what I needed. Wow. But it was something that was comfort, comfortable because that's what I was used to as a child. The things that happened to me, it was so, it, it, it was something that it was still, it was still a, a sense of, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I, I can change this person. I, I, I I know I I can do this. I I, I can get through this. I'm strong. Uh, I, I know I, I believing that he's going to change and believing that um that you can help. But we can't want we can't help anybody that doesn't want to change anybody. And where I got that mind mentality that thinking that I could do something like that, I, I can't even begin to tell you where my mind was. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, um, uh, I was drunk. I would drink <laughs> a lot of times. I would I would I would use drugs. I would try to numb that pain where I wouldn't wouldn't um, have to uh, have that voice in my that voice in my head being called a you know a slut or a whore or these things in my mind. So I would numb them and 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 I would mask that stuff. I would wear wear a mask that nobody knew the pain that I was going through. Mm-hmm. I would hide it, and we are good at hiding people that are in abusive relationships. We are good at hiding things. We are good at letting, we don't want anybody to know the secrets in the house. Right. We don't want anybody to know. Wow. And I am so glad that you have agreed to come on and kind of share part of that. Now, listen, everyone, we're about to wrap this up, but um, I do want her to um, just give a little information about how you can get in touch with her. We have to come back and do um and part two to this episode because we are following her journey and she has not even gotten to the depth of her freedom and her liberation and her victories. We are just walking right now through her journey of domestic violence and she's sharing her story. And so Yvonne, as we're wrapping this up, can you just tell the people how would they be able to get in touch with you? And because again, people are going to hear this and they're going to connect 
and so many different ways that they may not be able to connect with other people because Mm -hmm. you have a familiar message to them. It's something Mm -hmm. that they may be walking through or they may have a loved one that's walking through it, but yet you are victorious in it because you are married to an awesome man right now. And you guys are doing great things. And listen, we're going to talk about that on another episode, right? And so (laughs) I want you to go ahead and just let the people know, how can they get in touch with you? Yes, you can um, reach me at urgentcareforthebrokenhearted at gmail.com or you can reach me at 913-283-2013. Tell your number again. It's 913-283-2013. Wow. And we also have a website that you can also get a hold of me there. And it's urgentcareforthebrokenheartedchurch.com. Wow. And you're stationed in Kansas City, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, great. And so, Yvonne, thank you so much for joining me for Straight Talk with Dr. Shermi uh, Pratt again. We will have you back on this podcast because we want to hear the rest of your story for sure. And we also want to hear your victory because we're not a, a, a podcasting show that will not give you the story without giving you tools and strategies that's going to lead you to your victory. Amen. Yeah. And so thank you, Yvonne, for joining me today. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Charmaine. You're so welcome. And everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in to Straight Talk with Dr. Charmaine Pratt. See you next time.